no idea when Dev starts on this. Oh, me neither. Is it now? It can't be now. There's no way. Wait, it's coming up. Okay, hold on. Okay. Places. Places. The history of film. That battle who even when the lights go dim. From James Cagney to, to Nosferatu and stunts that shock you. And dirty, dirty tricks studios made. From wings to Top Gun, movie stars and no ones. Romantic crazy fans that leave no real fun. Hollywood is still from history in Hollywood. They chase the Oscar, but it's all a sham, just like Shaq and Kazam. All your dreams can come true. Film history, the history of film. All of it made for you. Good God, that was terrible. Welcome to Film History, the, the History of Film. All right, everyone. The Humphrey Bogart final exam is over. <laughs> Summer is right around the corner. We did it. You know, we, we got through the big, uh, the thick boys of the Humphrey Bogart episode. Who? Uh, oh, Bogey, man. Who? Oh, who? <laughs> That's how fast we just forget <laughs> shit. But, uh, so we're, you know, we got a little senioritis now. We're not going to do any more fucking homework. We're just going to chill. The teacher today is going to bring in a TV, you know, <laughs> it's one of those situations. They're going to roll in the old tube cool. and uh, we're just going to fucking smoke in the boys room today and kind of chill. Cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> smoking in the boys room. I don't know what any of this means. What are we leading up to? <laughs> well, I, uh, I, I'll I tell you. I'll tell you here in a bit. But I do want to tell you, by the way, speaking of Bogey, <laughs> speaking of Bogey, uh, I saw his fucking suit from The Big Sleep at the Academy Museum last week. My parents were in town, and Shelby and I brought him to the Academy Museum. Uh, it was cool. It was very nice. cool, man. I kind of had the same reaction as Drake, where... It is not as whelming as you would like for it to be. I don't know if I'd call it <laughs> underwhelming, but it's less whelming. No, the suit was <laughs> overwhelmingly awesome. That was my highlight of the whole museum, honestly, was standing in front of Bogey's suit, just knowing, like, that man wore this. He, like, sweated into this, you know. I wanted to, like, take it out of the case and smell it, you know. It's like... His like cologne mixed with his scotch sweat mixed with his cigarette smoke is definitely still lingering on that thing, you know, and it is now encased. And uh, I hope it smells like that forever. Uh, that's why I can't take it out and smell it. But uh, <laughs> take it out and smell it. I'm gonna do that movie with the 225 gang. But uh, I saw Bogey's suit, man. It was very cool. It was very cool. And the Academy Museum is awesome. I won't get into the weeds here with it. But, yeah, it was cool. Uh, I, I, I think they've got a little bit of ways to go. I think they'll probably work on some more stuff. There were some things that clearly it's like early stages of that museum, in my opinion. You know, mm -hmm. um, They have a whole thing where it's supposed to be like the story of cinema. And it has a plaque on the wall that's just like, we're going to take you from the beginning you know, of cinema and take you through the stages of like the development of the technology and all that never really does that. It never, yeah, they it never quite the immediately. Yeah. There's just, just a room of TVs showing you clips of movies. Yeah. That are just like, I guess good clips that Spielberg paid for. And it's like this big deal. It has his name on the wall and everything. He paid to put his, his name on the, on the, on the room. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's just TVs. But like I said, I definitely recommend it. It's only 25 bucks to go. It's absolutely yeah. worth $25. There's yeah, no doubt sure. about it. Yeah. You know, I, I got a season pass for a hundred. Yeah. So yeah, you, you know, can go I, all year for a hundred bucks. Yeah. It's worth it. Yeah. 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 I really want to go to some special events. They have special events there all the time. And it's just like, 
if you're an Academy member, like if you have a season pass, like uh, you have access to buy like tickets to these events and things. Right. Like, uh, for example, like the Oscars, they had a special showing of the Oscars like there. So you could buy That's a ticket cool. and go and say stream oh, it in the, the- they stream it in the theater and there's like a cocktail party and stuff. Oh, oh wow. That's I, cool. Yeah. Um, Look how the Oscars are screens. so placating. They're like, if you're too poor or too unimportant, you can come to right. the Oscars here. It's <laughs> like Oscars are us. It's the, you know, markdown version. <laughs> For the Oscars yeah. are yeah. us. It's the discount version. It's the packaged, like homogenized version of the Oscars. Yeah. I love that, man. Um, but there's also special screenings and stuff like that too that you can get tickets to. Uh, they do. Um, this is something I, I think is really cool. They'll do a screening of a movie and they'll have a live orchestra do the music as oh, you're watching. That's awesome. That's so yeah. Cool. So that's like yeah. That that's definitely there's definitely reasons to go. Definitely twenty five bucks worth of stuff in there. Yeah. Um, and you do get to see like there is one room in particular that does actually take you through like the where it all began. The Lumiere brothers had that crazy camera that was like three in one. It was like a fucking camcorder yeah. in the eighteen nineties. They you all know? they all look like little cannons. Yeah, they look like <laughs> little cannons, but they're old cameras and it's very cool. I'm not gonna get in the weeds with it, but I went. It was cool. I enjoyed yeah. it. Definitely go see it. Um and it's right next to LACMA, so you can go to LACMA as well. Yeah, it's in that kind of uh, museum, the Museum Row. Yeah, Wilshire. Right across from the Car Museum. Miracle Mile over there. Yeah. And uh, But I just also today, I wanted to take a little beat here and reflect. I've been reflecting all morning. And uh, man, I'm, I'm very proud of us for this show. I really am. Like I think the three of us really came together and made something... Something very special here. We're coming up on one year of doing this show oh, when's, in, when's the year, I think, July. Holy I think shit. June or July. And uh, I want to, Deb, I don't know if you're down with this. I want for our one-year anniversary episode to be the history of film history, the history of film. And uh, <laughs> it is... Yeah, history. And it's how this all came to be, you know? Give a little bit of backstory on us. Give some backstory on the show. And I just think it's like... Uh, I think if people heard where this all came from, they would be like as proud of it as we are. You know what I mean? Like this shit was, this shit definitely could have not happened. You sure, know, just yeah. like, but it did, and we made it happen, and we've worked really hard on it. I'm giving you today the history of trailers, and uh, sorry, just one moment. What is that? It sounds oh, it like someone's blowing up an air mattress. Oh, maybe. Let's give it just a minute. I don't think the mics would pick it up, but gotcha. let's just. Okay. Okay. You want me to go back to... Yeah, yeah, Okay. Yeah. Bring us Today in. we're bringing you... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Today we are bringing you the history of trailers. All to, like, just in general... The concept of, like, the, a promotional cut for a movie? Yes. The concept okay. of promotional cut... Uh, after so much bogey, I thought we could just kind of, you know, chill today, break one out of the old vault. And for those of you who were listening back when Dev and I did this show in an office on Sunset Boulevard, this was our very first episode. Oh, really? Uh, I actually introduced this back in the day. I brushed it off and it said, since it's our first episode, this will serve as the trailer for the show type of shit. And that's why uh... I did trailers. 
And then I like snorted a line of coke off of like a shot glass full of tequila and like puffed some weed hookah through my ass or whatever, whatever we were doing up in that thing, you know. But uh, <laughs> I've brushed it off here. I punched it up a little bit. I got it kind of ready for us. It's not even, it's honestly, it's not even going to be uh, as in depth. Like I said, this is going to be kind of a chill one. I didn't, I, there's just a few like, you know, it's just the history of trailers, man. Uh, yeah, I don't. I I wouldn't assume there'd be a massive like a massive uh, reservoir of information. It really is. Like, uh, I'm I'm curious to know why it's called a trailer. Yeah. Oh, good. Well, then I can tell you. I can tell you <laughs> that today. Okay. Excellent. <clears throat> but I wanted to start you off with an intro here. <clears throat> In a world where film history is also the history of film. Three total badass motherfuckers join forces to bring you the thrilling tales of all things film history. From James Cagney to Waterworld, strap on your seatbelts, prepare your bodies, minds, and souls, but most of all, prepare your anuses. Coming this summer, it's the history of trailers. Only on Film History, the history of film. That's excellent. Yeah, I, I had to do in a world there for all. Uh, I'll get into that guy, oh, Dane, okay. Dane Labatane or whatever. Dane. Not much into him, okay. but I didn't. I don't even know if I got his name right there. So, <laughs> telling you guys, chill out, smoke a joint. This one's gonna be chill. And uh, some of you are asking out there, you know, what is a trailer? For some reason, maybe you don't know what a trailer is. You just heard one. <laughs> you just heard of what trailers are. So a trailer, uh, yeah, you just heard one just now. I gave you a trailer. A trailer, also known as a preview or coming attraction, is a commercial advertisement for a feature film or other things that will be exhibited in the future at a cinema, the result of creative and technical work. But um, So yeah, it's a commercial that comes on that tells you about something that's coming out, but it is not. It it very much started in cinema, but now we have trailers for almost everything. You know, you've got trailers for anything media. Uh, you've got fucking uh, podcast trailers. You've got book trailers. Even you've got yeah, there are book trailers. I'm gonna get into it. There's even awards for book trailers. Uh, yeah, yeah, trailers for everything. I think it's very interesting because Drake and I met in the world of trailers. <laughs> yeah, actually, that's right. yeah, we met in the world of video game trailers, um, and that is, we worked for a company that, uh, and I still do to this day where we make trailers for video games for you to buy them. And um, that is a whole-ass industry. Yeah. And I, I love game trailers because uh, there was a website called Game Trailers that I, I loved. Uh, and yeah. There's, um, uh, but, uh, no, E3 is like a whole event around trailers. Like, yeah. It's like, let's, yes. let's all come together and get really excited to watch these trailers. It's a video game trailer <laughs> convention. Yeah. yeah, essentially, that's what yeah. E3 is. And I kind of, if you guys want, just a real quick, I'll make it short, but I kind of wanted to tell you a little bit about how that works because I've been asked a lot lately. I've been working with a company who does mainly like film and TV trailers, mm -hmm. and I'm in their new department of video game trailers, and a lot of them ask me, like, what? What the fuck do you do you know mm -hmm. and basically we get a build of a video game pre-release uh that is we're handed all the codes to get in there and like break the game um you know unlock everything blah 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 and then we break away a camera inside of it take away all the hud stuff on the screen that you see and do like cinematic versions and slow-mo and all this cool shit 
And so it's actually it's a big industry. These gameplay trailers are becoming they're I mean they're viewed more on YouTube now than some like Marvel trailers and shit. You know, it's a big thing, and trailers have definitely expanded. Like I said, man, I, I can't. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. I, uh, no, and I, 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 uh, I think in a lot of ways, like the video game market is bigger than the film market. So, yeah. like game trailers, yeah, we'll do crazy That's, numbers and stuff because, like, I feel like for a film, there's this kind of culture, like in a lot of you know the, the general public likes film trailers and stuff. But a lot of people, if you're like already like, I know I want to see the Thor movie. You might not even necessarily want to watch the trailer because right. it's like the movie's only two and That's a half hours. That's how so I am. So it's like yeah. even if you show me two minutes of it, like I'd still like there's a, you're still you're revealed stuff that I want to see for the first time in the I'm movie. A video game would be hundreds of hours long, and you have a lot of questions about like how does the gameplay work? What kind of settings are there? What kind of modes are there? Right. Uh, am I gonna like these characters? And so I think there's almost more value to a game trailer than there right. is to a film or television trailer. Yeah, for sure. How dare here, you? Give me once. We're on. <laughs> give me a show one second. My coffee's film here. History. <laughs> film spoilers. The spoilers. Film, film. film spoilers. Drake, you were asking. The reason they were originally called trailers is because they used to come on after the movie. Uh, it was like oh, yeah. so it was like trailing the oh yeah. wait after the movie. After Who the would movie. stick around after the movie. That's exactly why oh. they started putting them beforehand. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> It's this yeah. new day and age where people just leave right there. You know, it was such a problem with people leaving for the credits that Marvel had to be like, no, we're going to stick a little bit of extra content in here at the end just so you guys could fucking sit there and read everybody's names who worked That's so true. hard on this goddamn project. <laughs> well, the, tra the, the credits used to be at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, the credits were in the beginning and the trailers were afterwards. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the, that's it's so funny. But yeah, the trailers... Used to come on after, it'd be like, and it was like to the point where it was like, if you liked that, like, moving picture, there's more pictures oh, that move over here. Here's something we think you'll really like. Here's something yeah. they think you'll really enjoy. They were, yeah. the, uh, trailers have always been for selling something. A ticket, movie right. ticket, like, you know, in video games, it's selling the game or different, mm -hmm. uh, you know, things, in-game purchases or whatever. But if you look at it through that model, instead of like, yo, I want to look at it as a preview or a teaser and look at it be like they're, the studio and the, the content creators are trying to either get you to buy a ticket to a different thing or get you to purchase that game. And like, it wouldn't make sense to have those things at the end of projects now. Like you right. wouldn't want to play, finish playing a game and then see a preview for another game. Yeah, yeah, that's very I mean? true. Yeah. Like you, would, yeah. you would want to be like, oh shit, you know, this studio is yeah. coming out with this, this, and this, like right when you're yeah, loading yeah. it up and starting everything. And I also like, I like taking the credits. It's not as prevalent for me in movies because they're it's my whole experience. If it was three hours or under, you know what I mean. Right. But for a game that I've put a dozen, twenty, a hundred hours into, I like. You sitting back during the credits and reflecting on my time with the game, yeah, um, and like really like taking it in, like analyzing it and stuff. And I do like reading like the names and stuff, the different departments, and seeing all the things. Yeah. Like I, I, I personally enjoy that stuff, and I actually do stick around to the end of the credits in movies typically, yeah. um, especially if it's a like a longer movie that I like want to like think just take a second like reflect on my experience with it. But I do like the trend of post credit scenes. Right. Uh, but my my uh, first experience of a post credit scene wasn't. Marvel related. It actually came from video games. Video games doing post credit scenes 
for like a really long time. And yeah. so like I got used to that for a while. And I feel like, uh, what, do we know what the first, what was the first post credit scene you guys remember seeing? Oh, the first post credits. Oh man. Um, uh, Ferris Bueller. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Where he was like, "What are you still doing here? Get out of here!" Oh yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah, yeah, and that wasn't even like leading to a sequel. That was just like a funny little thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, supposedly the first film to feature a post-credit scene was a movie called The Silences. The Silencers released. No way with Dean Martin. Uh, it was released in 1966. That's Dean Martin. Yeah, I've I've seen that movie way too fucking many times, dude, and it's terrible. Oh my god, really? They were the first. I I that movie is like a bane of my existence because I've watched it so much, and it's one of the worst films ever made. Why have you watched it so many times? It's one because of the worst it's on the fucking classic movie channel that I keep it on all day in my house, and it comes on all the time, and it's like. It was their attempt to make James Dean into James Bond back in the sixties. Oh. And he is just slapping women all over the place. He makes like a necrophilia joke at one point about like fucking a dead woman. He's what like, This fuck? woman is like dead on the floor and he's like, Better put her in my bed. And it's like, <laughs> wait, what? You're gonna fuck that dead woman, Dean Martin? Is that what you just said? This is the one where he's driving around in his like James Bond mobile and one of the main gadgets is a bar that comes out in the back seat and they just like pour scotch while they're driving. Dude, watch the silencers. Watch this movie. Oh what is like Dean Martin was just blackout drunk all the time. So like it's it's kind of expected yeah, he's making yeah. all this. He probably doesn't even remember making that movie. He so doesn't that remember was the it. first movie to feature wow. a post credit scene. Well now I've got to watch past the credits of this thing, so now I have to watch this fucker again. <laughs> I was about to ask you, do you know what the post credit scene for this movie is? No, what is it? I don't know. I, oh no. Oh, the scene I'm... depicts lead character Matt Hughes. Played by Dean Martin, lying shirtless, <laughs> lying, <laughs> lying shirtless on what appears to be a rotating sofa, along with ten scantily clad women. Oh my god! He kisses two. Man, you were close. <laughs> he to, very he close. kisses two women before rubbing his face and muttering, "Oh my god!" Oh my During god, the scene, indeed. text overlays reading, "Coming up next," and. Matt Helm meets lovely Kra- uh, meets lovely Kravitz. Oh my God, y'all! These the they had multiple of these movies. Like this became like they were really like trying to do. Yeah, they were trying to do the new James Bond. Oh man, wow! We'll do a whole thing on that. We'll do a whole thing on that. That's hysterical. Yeah, we gotta do a Silencers movie. Yeah, episode. we'll do a Silencers episode. <laughs> I cannot believe that just came up. That just blew my mind. <laughs> I was like, I literally was watching that before I came here. I shit you not. I shit you fucking not. I was watching that before I got in my car today. That's, That's hysterical. Jesus. <laughs> scene. Well, anyway. Anyway. Talk- question to you guys before we get into the history of these trailers, because I remember a little bit about this episode and it. it is pretty dope hearing about how the studios uh, kind of rallied this, right? right. Or, uh, one guy, right? And then it picked yeah. up because of the popularity. But we'll get into that. I want to ask you, what do you think is a, like a better way to present an audience with like an upcoming thing? Is it a typical trailer? More of which like sells the idea for the movie with like one of those narrator voices from the 90s, like coming soon to a theater near you, action, this, that, but you know, very like dramatized and stylized. Or would you rather see like just 
clips of the like highlights from the movie? Or do you think like in nowadays, like even like a podcast or an interview with like the director or casting crew or like a spot Mm. on a late night show, like are those things better ways? Like what do you guys think is like the most effective way to kind of like present your upcoming idea, like a movie or a show or something to whoever? That's interesting. I have an answer. Okay, go ahead. So my, so for me, uh, it's all about setting. Um, the the setting matters more than what you're actually showing. What you're actually uh, showing is important, but also like I have to be in a space where I am actively seeking to be advertised to, mm-hmm. and so uh, and I think they should do this more. But so one of my fa- my one of my favorite trailer experiences in the last very long time was I went to see the premiere of uh, Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. And they showed the trailer for Avatar 2 right. for the first time to any public audience in uh, before Multiverse of Madness. That's so cool. I was at my peak level of excitement. I was in the best environment to watch that trailer Absolutely. on the big screen. And there was the excitement of everyone like seeing it for the first time. Which is why I love E3 press conferences so much from the game space. Yeah. Because you turn this advertising event into like an exciting event. Like you generate excitement around revealing these things and it doesn't come at the end of the day, it is just a billion dollar company trying to sell you a product, but what the way they set it up, it makes it feel like we understand how excited you are about our products. And we take as much pride and excitement in that work as, uh, as you demand respect out of it. So like we're going to show it to you in the most like, uh, um, romanticize extravagant way possible um so that like you're we meet your expectations and in, into that excitement yeah um and so that's 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 the way i like receiving trailers um if someone just if i just see it on youtube or it just comes on tv like it can still capture my interest but now it just feels like a commercial right you know what i mean yeah so, for sure and not everything will have the luxury of being shown off in that way yeah. but i have definitely like the most interested i get in new films is when i see a trailer before a movie in a theater yeah and dev you brought up an interesting point here because there are still so many Back in the, you know, 30s to the 50s, they had trailers that were almost more about the technical achievement, like beautiful cinematography. Uh, Mm. It would even, like, cards would come up and be like, best wardrobe you've ever seen. Mm. The cinematography will blow you away. Mm -hmm. The acting is incredible. And they don't really... award-winning actor. Right, right. And nowadays, trailers are more just uh, narrative. You know, yeah. they're just kind of... And But I, I dig them either way, but they're definitely... Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure the Avatar trailer, I bet, was... Mm-hmm. It comes on, and you're like, oh my god, is this, like, the trailer? Like, you don't even know yet. You right, know, they yeah. show some shots of, like, stuff... And then your brain James starts putting Cameron. it together. Yeah, it, was, it was it was landscape shots for a while. <laughs> yeah. Like they didn't, they didn't throw his name up there. I, right. I, I think if I remember properly, it was like landscape shots. Yeah. And then there was just a murder in the theater. It was like, is this it? Is this because we, we knew it was going to be the last trailer before the movie started, but you don't know exactly how many yeah. trailers are going to show. And so yep. it's like, is this it? That's so and then exciting. The, the dude. second, I think the first shot was like a blue hand reaching down for a stick, Boom. and, and you're like, like Whoa! everybody goes nuts. <laughs> yeah. Oh. What yeah. were you saying? That was just James Cameron. What? I was just I was gonna say it's just James Cameron fucking a fish. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch that. I'd watch the hell out of that, man. It's, especially if it's an IMAX and it's real loud. The submarine comes up. He's like, "Hi there, I'm James." Well, Cameron. So, and also, <laughs> go ahead. 
No, and I was going to say, like, that trailer for Avatar, for instance, it's very interesting when you're seeing it in the theater because it's like, this is what it's going to be like when you're in the theater right. watching emulating this. that experience, the, the, yeah. the speakers all around mm-hmm. you are going, and you're, like, immersed, and mm-hmm. it's this beautiful, you know, whole, like, symphony going on, and it's like, this is what it's going to be like, you know, mm-hmm. like, buy the ticket to this shit, mm-hmm. you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas, like, the olden days, they didn't really get so much of that, it was just like, you're going to see these cool things, yeah. you know, yeah. it's it's very interesting. And, and uh, so, Deb, like, it's funny that you bring up, like, they used to, like, uh, like and I mean, trailers still do this, but um, throwing a bunch of names at me doesn't get me nearly as excited right. as, like, actually just letting the work speak for Immerse. itself. yeah. Because if, like, if, if your sell for the movie is that all these names are attached, it yeah. makes me feel like there's not as much confidence in the actual product. Right. So, right, like, right, right. I prefer for the artwork just to speak for itself, at least for, like, the first trailer, but... You know, yeah. I do under- so understand. It's like we paid a lot of money to get this writer. You know what I mean? Unless like, it's Brad Tom Pitt. Cruise. Yeah, Tom Cruise. <laughs> well, if those things do get me excited too. But it's like sure. I rather you just they just show up in the trailer. Yeah. Than like big like starring. Speaking Brad of Pitt, Brad Pitt, that recent film where you're watching the trailer and all of a sudden three qu- three quarters of the way through the trailer he shows up. Oh, it's like, what about, the fuck? You're talking about the Lost City? Yes, dude. The Lost City's fucking Can't dope. Can't wait. Oh, have you not seen it yet? No. Oh, dude, it's it's great. It's okay. already out of theaters. So okay. like it's just fun on demand. It's gotcha. probably coming. HBO now like next fucking month but that trailer Watch, where it was like yeah. what Brad Pitt's in this yes like yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. god like his, I was already in his character in that movie is so good he's he's the best the dude. Lost City is is, is I feel like just went under a lot of people's radar it's really underrated it's yeah. really funny it's really good okay uh, it's like um it's like a, an Uncharted movie but a comedy it's wow. like not that the Uncharted games are like very serious anyway yeah but it's like it's just it's it's clearly a comedy and I think it's probably rated PG-13 but there are some jokes i was like that's yeah that, that's a little bit of a that's a little bit of a darker joke that i thought you were gonna make there dude it's still so. playing at the amc dine-in in thousand oaks <laughs> let's go only a 45 minute drive <laughs> away this is why i asked my question it was a leading question because i wanted to, i didn't know whether to call leading, the Amber video Heard. that i picked <laughs> that i picked out I'm careful i'm gonna poop <laughs> in your problems. bed uh <laughs> I didn't know whether to call the video I just dropped about the Blood in the Water documentary that we're doing a trailer or a preview. Because A, it's six and a half minutes long, so it's not quite a trailer in time. And it's, there is not, the, the, the project isn't made yet. So it's like, I used some footage that had already been shot and then other stuff that it just helps tell the story, like news art, um, like news segments and, and like different things like that. So it's not like a representation of the final version of the film, but it does explain what the film is about and how we're all doing it in film three and web three and with smart contracts and all this cool stuff. But so that's why it's a weird thing. And I was like, how do I label this? And like, well, I put it up on YouTube and it's called Blood in the Water documentary um like parentheses in the document documentaries in parentheses so you could just search blood in the water documentary or blood in the water piney point and it'll come up but i didn't put in their documentary trailer or i should Mm -hmm. you know documentary preview like i didn't know how to classify Mm -hmm. it because of all these unique criteria that it fits so that's kind of why i was pitching it to you guys and everyone at home you guys can go Watch it yourself. Uh, tweet at me. You, you know, give me your thoughts. And and if you're interested in it, obviously go to abracadabra-films.com. Check it out there. Um, and all of our roadmap and all of our details for our, our NFTs that are up on OpenSea and all that stuff. But 
More it was about me saying this was about like, I had no idea how to label this because it wasn't quite a trailer and it's not a full documentary and it kind of is a preview, but not even really that. So like, it was a very weird experience that I was trying to struggle with how to frame this. Title it, Dane DeVito's sex tape leaked. Oh, and then you're in. That's a great idea. Find it. You're yeah. in. You're in. I'll watch it. I don't think. See, I can put this on Pornhub, then, but I don't think people are going to be caring about the environment when they're just right. trying to scroll through the Pornhub feed. Well, and here's the thing: you're either going to click on it, and you're either going to click on it, and you'll be very disappointed that it wasn't Danny DeVito, or you're going to click on it and be so glad that it wasn't. <laughs> It's like, actually, this was nice. Like, like we, I came for Dane DeVito naked, but I left caring about the environment. Right, so, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and just, uh, I'll just open it with a clip of Dane DeVito <laughs> busting out of the couch on It's Always Sunny as he's not <laughs> So, as chill as this episode is today, I'm still going to bring you back to when trailers all began in a little... When are we? <laughs> Or as Dev as as Dev and I when we first did this episode, it was back in time. I'm gonna bring you back to 1913. Whoa! Yeah, uh, this was an election year. America started 1913 with President William Howard Taft, the man famous for getting stuck in his bathtub. Oh, whoa! Yeah, and ended That's uh, never the year. A thing you want to be remembered for. <laughs> That's his fucking legacy, man. That's his legacy, and I'm not sure. I think he was a bad president as well. Yeah, but but he, he also was a, he was rather be remembered for mayor, a bad president, all the above. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, there's probably yeah, there's probably way worse things about him. So like, I'd rather be remembered for the the bathtub things. That's than, true. Like, an actual scandal than the, like, like Carnegie Hall it's, shit. It's, being, it's better than being like the genocide president. You yeah, know what I mean? like, yeah. Remember all those And he probably was that too. It caused me to get really <laughs> fat, so I got stuck in my tub. <laughs> yeah, maybe the tub was like, it, it, you know, it's like, um, uh, that was a, a, a misdirect. He was like, I'll get the media talking about the tub thing, because they don't know about the embezzlement. It took six <laughs> men to get him out of that tub six that day. Men? Six men. That's and can you imagine... Brilliant. Can you imagine being one of those men, probably brilliant, you work in the White House, I'm sure you're a smart man, and you're just like, this motherfucker was president, and I am a White House aide, you know, like, that's how this shit works. It happens. It happens, it happens. Sometimes you get stuck in your fucking tub. It happens over and over again. It happens over and 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 over. Yeah, the smart person is never actually the president. He was like cursing, he's like... Don't give me shit. Andrew Jackson was like 5'2 in the size of a toothpick. Take care. Not everybody yeah. can fit in these tiny ass And he was a cannibal. They started off with old Taft and they ended the year with Woodrow Wilson. Uh, he was just mainly famous because he got married in the White House. He did a lot of other shit too, you know. But luckily he, he didn't join the that other club that I talked about, the old shooty heady club. So but um he was he, he was he was one of the only people in history to get married while in office along with John Tyler and Grover Cleveland. Whoa. Yeah, his wife died and then he got remarried while he was president. And I was just saying at least he's in that yeah. that camp and not the shooty head. Oh, right. You know? Oh, I see. Cuz there's yeah, other yeah. clubs you can be in as president. I, I was thinking about that recently. I was like I don't think 
someone could get elected to the presidency if they were unmarried. The media would make such a yeah. fucking thing about the fact that, like, how can we trust this man if he? How can he make a, a commitment to man. America if he can't even make a commitment to a woman? He's a single dude. <laughs> he's gonna be like, he's gonna be on fucking Bumble while he's our a- president. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> it just like it would be so. It'd be one of those things that like doesn't fucking matter, but be the only thing people fucking talk absolutely, about. absolutely. He also he started the Federal Reserve that year, by the way. Old Woodrow Wilson. Ah. He's the reason we got that. That's a thing yeah. I know the name of. Yep, yep. Fuck him. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's one of the good, that's one of the reasons why, uh, he was pretty lucky not to join the shooty heady club, because he started the Federal Reserve. Wait, what's, what's wrong with, the, I, what, I mean, I, I, is it like, oh boy. I, I don't know what Federal Reserve anyway, is, to be perfectly 1913, honest. Anyway, 1913, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that James, just plowed right through that question. Yeah, it was like, we're not... We thought the NSA and the FBI were not listening to us before. Oh my God. Now we're going to start talking about the Federal Reserve. They're going to break we're through gonna, the door right now. Or we're going to shoot, just we're gonna gonna join the shooting heavy club. Shoot us in our own head. <laughs> uh, this was also the year the Ford Motor Company starts mass production of the Model T on the assembly line in Detroit. So, yeah, this is the year where cars had been a thing since, like, 1908, you know, even a little bit before that. But now Ford starts mass producing them and starts kind of revolutionizing the mass production process. Oh, yeah, process. yeah. Like Ford's biggest contribution to society was the assembly line, not like not, not his car, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that was the year. This is the year it started. Well, uh, also, just a uh, great guy, Henry Ford. Mm-hmm. I've never heard a bad thing about him. Never heard a bad thing about him. Um, <laughs> we'll do a we'll do an episode on him on history of everything. Well, you know, Ford and the head of Chrysler, which was like GM and Chrysler at the time. Um, I forget the guy's name who's the head over there. Are directly res- like responsible pretty much for us being able to win World War II with building all the fucking warplanes and revolutionizing yeah, the way everything built that. on that equipment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty incredible. I got a little bit in the weeds with it whenever I was looking this up, and that yeah, he he got it to where you could like the entire chassis of a car. I think it took like twelve hours originally, and he got it down to two fucking hours for a chassis. He was like pumping out cars, you know. Yeah, this is also the year building like fucking five hundred fuck p51 mustangs with rolls royce engines yeah. uh, a month or some shit wow out of sure. one fa- one factor yeah it was kind of crazy yeah that's awesome man well hey we'll do a we'll do a history of everything on him we'll also do a history of everything on this next guy poncho villa is big at this time he was leading the revolution of mexico it's night he was like dead in the middle of this shit you know much about poncho villa oh man i've never heard of this oh man That'll that's be that's that's a Patreon episode. You heard about him in school at least once or twice, guaranteed. This is like the era of <laughs> Che Guevara and Castro, and like we have they came never, later, but they were like inspired I, by like Latin American Pancho revolution. I, I went, freedom. I went to school in South Carolina. We did ne- we never mentioned uh, really? Che Guevara. We never mentioned Che Guevara. Yeah, that's uh, I actually not. yeah. My school kind of shied away from him too. No, for sure. they would not. They wouldn't. They wouldn't talk about any any figure of that way. We 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 uh I'll we spent entire years on Confederate generals, but yeah. like absolutely nothing about like revolutionaries. Well, I'll, <laughs> I'll get it. Pancho Villa was definitely and he was just it was 
was another controversial revolutionary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he revolutionized Mexico, but also yeah. there's some bad shit. The, you on, know? the only the only revolutionaries you're gonna hear about here is fucking Robert E. Lee, goddammit. Yeah, God damn it. <laughs> here in South Carolina. <laughs> yeah, Mississippi as well. Mississippi yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. taught us about the northern aggression, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, in the yeah. Civil War. Uh <laughs> we were no. right. Today's gonna be a hard day. I got some I got some tissue boxes on the table if y'all need to cry about it. I know I do. We're gonna talk about the day that the that the goddamn North won. For now. Damn it, for now. Damn, for now. <laughs> the South will rise again. The South will rise again. I it's it's it sounds like I'm joking, but only barely. No, only only slightly. Only slightly. Yeah. I uh, I was also taught um different Different point of views, points of view, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, if you want to go by constitutional law, technically, technically, the states have the right to leave the union as we so did. And in the north, the imperialist bastards, those Yankees are, came down and invaded a sovereign nation, the southern confederates. Technically, so it's and like, we've been like occupado ever since. <laughs> so I like raise my head, like ask about Che Guevara. They're like, "Now I can't pronounce that name you just said, but I don't know nothing about them." <laughs> there was a kid. There was a kid at my school who was forced to turn his shirt inside out because he had a Che Guevara shirt. Really? Uh, yeah. Our our holy shit. Our history teacher was a nom vet, and he was like, "You're not gonna wear that shirt in my classroom." And the kid was Wait, like, "What?" Well, the I conflating know. things too, like I the know. guys just traumatized from Nam, nah, man. I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, bro, you it's really like want to get into? Shirt. Yeah. Hey, do you do you want to get into who is? Yeah, shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that that I would understand. I'd be like, yeah, hey, can you not fucking wear that around me? A Ho Chi Minh uh, shirt. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm down for a Ho Chi Minh shirt too. I, do you really want to get into who was worse, uh, America and Vietnam or Che Guevara? Is the real question you know <laughs> holy I just, shit I've, I've never, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, a mouse shirt <laughs> a ho chi Minh shirt like i've never seen ho chi Minh merch ever in my life oh, like, we're making it that's dude ho chi Minh was a badass up, they could have funded that whole operation with merch instead merch. they just let us take all the heroin <laughs> i'm gonna find a ho chi Minh shirt and wear it and i will i will i i you guys i'll make arrangements oh, for my funeral whatever i'm walking around oh my god dude <laughs> anyway 1913 the song of the year is when irish eyes are smiling by chauncey alcott and it's just as creepy as it sounds uh it definitely sounds like one of those like you'd play this for like a haunted house you know um <laughs> what are you talking about? the song of the year man the song oh, of the year oh wait when are we we're in 1930 we're back in when are we we're back <laughs> we're back to the keg lost the thread so much <laughs> I, I tried forgot, to get the i forgot what said <laughs> so this thing is exactly what this episode needed to be honestly we had a lot of bogey it was yeah. a lot i'm loving this this was 60 what say it again 1913. <laughs> 13? <laughs> this is 61. <laughs> no, we went to Nam for a bit. I don't know why, but we're back in 1913. <laughs> the trailer for Nam. People 1913 wearing Ho Chi Minh merch. Coming in coming 1962. Soon to a war theater near you. <laughs> <laughs> Their theater of war. <laughs> Uh, and the film of the year, 1913, came from the good old U.S. of A. Dude, this movie, it was called Traffic in Souls, uh, also released as While New York Sleeps. 
It was an 88-minute silent crime drama focusing on forced prostitution or white slavery in the United States. An early example of the narrative style in American films, the film consists of six reels, which was longer than most American films of the era, and it was uh, it was literally like Taken, but in 1913. And Liam Neeson was even the star of that one as well. Wow. So, <laughs> a long career, long career with that guy. Uh, yeah, the movie of the year was set low. of skills. You hear? You say? I got. I got. Say? Sweet movie of the year. Wait, you talking about like top grossing? Top grossing. Okay, yeah, right. I have no. Yeah. I, they never. They didn't even record it. How much it made? I'm sure they were like, I don't know. Because you know. <laughs> <laughs> there was because there was no Oscars yet. So yeah, right, was, yeah, right. So they were just like, it's just like this one sold the best. We guess it was this movie about about fucking you know well traffic human trafficking. The guy who made that is the richest. And yeah, we're assuming he made that off of this movie. Yeah. But he seems to know a lot about human trafficking. He seen, so maybe we're not, we're not sure exactly. Do you need NordVPN? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have NordVPN yet in 1913, you know. But uh, <laughs> speaking of slavery, uh, 1913 is the year that Vanity Fair what? is launched. <laughs> oh my God! That is uh, hilarious. I think that joke went over my head. Yeah, I don't. I, I, also, I don't even. No, that was a great joke. Very, you know, whatever. They relaunched because, you know, they're just trying to enslave women's and the dollar. Our what dollar. was, what is, did Vanity Fair have some scandal I didn't know about? No, but it's just, it's, it's a big joke, Drake. It, it means a lot, man. You know, it's like <laughs> it's the a, underlying it's tone here. What is multi-level, What did Vanity Fair do? Because we're all enslaved by the need to be the next Jones, man. They're keeping up with the Joneses. You we're, know? we're enslaved by the need to be beautiful. And the to only be beautiful. Way that America can exactly. Tell us to be beautiful is if we buy these things and exactly, wear this makeup man. and read this magazine. Yeah, dude. They don't want us to be free, man. We gotta be the. We gotta just be coming out of a factory, man. You know also, what I mean? Also, fun fact: uh, <laughs> 1913 is the year of the 16th Amendment, where the good old federal gum got to impose and collect income taxes. That's right. <laughs> Wait, what? Wait, income tax was invent wasn't invented until 1913. Really? Yeah, man. Yep. Are you oh, kidding? Woodrow Wilson. Drake, it what? was when Can't... our country was founded, they would have laughed at a fucking idea yeah. of income tax. That would, that's one of the was reasons it, we was fought it only our independence. Was it only sales tax before then? There was yeah, tax on me. trade and tariff for import and export. There were some sales. It, the taxes were more um, for a specific cause. So if like we needed to rally to go build a bridge or go to a war, they would put in a tax for that temporarily and then it would be like removed. But there was no running every fucking year. You got to pay this annually. Yeah. That thing, that shit didn't exist. The, go the federal government was like, yo, we need more fucking power. We need more resources to do more things that we want. So instead of getting industrialized America, which had just fucking created the most wealth the world had ever known. Now we're going to tax all of our poor and middle class people to kind of, you know, put the head on them to just, you know, make sure they stay in their place and they don't excel too quickly through this new system and gain too much power and, you know, disrupt our class and system. That's what the Mouse would say, at least. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Malice. Interesting. <laughs> I want to read you a little bit of uh, what was in the first issue of Vanity Fair here. I didn't know Vanity Fair was that old either. Yeah, man. And it was it was it was a relaunch in 1913. I guess they had kind of made a little run, and now they really. Really got what to the it. What fuck was Vanity Fair talking about in the 1800s? Well, I'll tell you. They were talking about a study in velvet and fur on page 20. They were talking about audacious hats for spineless attitudes, uh, rare pelts for her adornment, harmonious ensembles of the mode, uh, furs now essentials, not luxuries. A lot of fur. A lot of fur at the time. Um, they were talking about the cinema, cinematographing of the melancholy Dane. So I guess just pictures of sad women, which is kind of like the beginning of modeling, you know, Vanity Fair. Um, notable players of the English stage. They were talking about who's over there on the West End, you know. Okay. Yeah, the, the uh, that was all original costume showing tailored ingenuity. It was a very long magazine. There's a lot of pages. Whoa. So the notable births in 1913 are kind of interesting. Uh, born this year are Richard Nixon. We had uh, Lloyd... Jesus Christ, he's yeah, that old. 1913. Whoa. Lloyd Bridges was born this year, the beginning of like the Bridges mm-hmm. royal acting family. You know, old, old Jeff and Bo's mm-hmm. dad. Uh, Rosa Parks was born in 1913. We had Jimmy Hoffa... Uh, Dev, we had Vince Lombardi and Bear Bryant and Jesse Owens were all born in 1913. Fucking those, Vince Lombardi and those, Bear Bryant. Those sportsmen? Those are sportsmen. Those are sports okay. sports peeps. Sportsmen. Uh, <laughs> sportsmen. Ballmen. <laughs> Pine Top Perkins, one of my favorite old blues artists. Is that the inventor of Percocets? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he could have been. I'm sure he I'm sure he took in a lot of opioids. But uh, <laughs> Gerald Ford was born in 1913, and Burt La- <clears throat> Lancaster all were born in 1913. Whoa. And uh, notable deaths are Harriet Tubman died this year, and J.P. Morgan both died in 1913. Related? Related. <laughs> Related. <laughs> 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 Interesting. I see a pattern here. Uh, <laughs> And it's the year that the Grand Central Station opens in New York City, but that is not all that happened in New York City that year. And we're going to get into the history of trailers now. And that's actually it for this episode of Film History, the History of Film. Uh, So here's the thing. We didn't intend for this to be a two-part episode, but uh, we ended up recording for two hours, which uh, we limited the scope of each episode down to about roughly an hour uh, due to a lot of reasons, uh, one of it's just be schedule and scope and uh, general watch time and statistics and stuff. Uh, that being said, uh, the episode that was coming out next week uh, was supposedly time sensitive. James hasn't told me what it is yet. So uh, part two might be going up earlier than Wednesday. Uh, we got to see. But either way, that is the end of part one. In part two, we get into the actual history of the trailers now that we have set up everything uh, I think this might be the first episode that ended with a when are we? So uh, first time for everything. But uh, thank you guys so much for listening um, to this first part. 
It was a little bit more off topic, a little bit more like, uh, you know, fast and loose. But uh, trust me, I cut out another 30 minutes of even more off topic stuff. So I hope you enjoyed. In the meantime, while you're waiting for the next episode, you can find me personally on Instagram at Drake Cummings, on Twitter at Drake underscore Cummings, and on TikTok at Hollywood Drake. I have a clothing line at Raging20sMerch.com. And you can also find me on YouTube. Uh, you can find Dev at Sailor Dev on Instagram and uh, Abracadabra Films on Twitter. Go and check out the project he was talking about earlier in the episode. He is uh, doing this documentary that is about the environment, and it's it's a force for good. And he's using some innovative NFT Web3 technology. I'm not super privy to the details, but uh, if you're curious, send him a DM and ask him about it. Uh, you can find James at James Wyatt Scott Instagram or Jimmy Deloy. I... I've known James for six years or five years. I've known James for years. Uh, I still don't know which Instagram is his main Instagram. Uh, maybe DM both of them. Follow both of them. I don't know. Uh, ask him which one is his main gram. Um, and you can also find the show on all the socials, either at Film History, History of Film, or FHHF Official, or something along those lines on all of our platforms. Our two main social platforms are Instagram and Twitter. Um, but also... More importantly, you can find us at Patreon, at Film History of History of Film on Patreon. Uh, we have a bunch of content up there already. Uh, we produced a lot of stuff in April. We gave you two industry roundtables, one special report, uh, a off-topic compilation, and a game history episode. And that was all April's content. In May, uh, there's already a compilation, uh, Outtake Compilation Volume 2 up, as well as um, a uh, another bonus uh, piece of content going up uh, and another game uh, history episode before the month is over. Uh, so it's never too late. To, uh, you subscribe now. You just get all that legacy content all at once. Um, so go and check out the tiers. There's a bunch of different levels of support that you can give, uh, and it starts at only $3. So, uh, do me a favor, just go there, check it out, see if you like what you see. You never know. Anyway, so that'll be it for this episode, uh, and we'll be back very soon with the rest of this trailers episode, and I promise that it is very fascinating. I had no idea the history of trailers would be so interesting. So look forward to that. Uh, tell your friends. You know, I think it's a good show. Anyway, uh, uh, so that has been film. Well, actually, wait, hold on. I get to do the, the little sign off here now. Um, okay. You can find me, uh, in the library researching the history of, uh, Ho Chi Minh and income tax. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and until next time, uh, this has been a film history, the history of film. You know what I'm talking about?